Welcome to another episode of Keeping It 100, a bonus episode of Keeping It 100. This is Jordan Rosario, aka DJ Storytime, and today I am going to be doing an episode solo. I know, I know, crazy, right? No guests, nothing like that. Nope, it is going to be myself today, and uh, I cannot wait to get into some of the action today in sports. What we're going to be talking about uh, on the set is we're going to recap the NFL standings after two great weeks of football, of football coming back, and I gotta say, you know, even though we had some of these injuries uh, coming in, I am glad that the NFL is back and uh, geared in action, so we'll talk about the NFL standings. We're also going to do a preview of the Jaguars versus Dolphins game that's going to be going on Thursday night. Uh, and then we're going to be doing a preview of the other games in the in week three, including uh, my Denver Broncos against the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to be doing a reaction to the Denver Nuggets versus Los Angeles Lakers game three. And uh, my God, do we need that game more than ever? And I'm glad we were able to get that victory. But we'll talk a bit bit more about that later. We're also going to be previewing the game between the Celtics and the Heat that is going to be game four. And I, I know we keep I keep saying that we're gonna be talking about the MLB and we haven't just yet, but we're actually going to be talking about the MLB today. I am excited to get this show started, so let's go ahead and get right into it. everybody as i said before this is jordan rosario aka dj storytime no leo no des not my co-host for this bonus episode nor do i have a guest it is going to be just me and i uh, must say doing a episode solo for the first time you know it's actually kind of cool I actually get to see what I can carry myself to the table. I don't have anyone to essentially uh, carry me through an episode. It's just going to be me today, and I cannot wait to get into some of the uh, sports topics that we got going on. So what are we going to be talking about first? As I said in the introduction, we're going to be talking about the NFL standings after week two, and boy, you know, some of the st- some of the, uh, I guess, early standings. Now I get it. It's week two. There's only been two games. So we need to, you know, give more time for the upcoming weeks before we make any judgments, any determinations, anything like that. But, you know, it's surprising what we got going on. So let's go ahead and do this. We're going to recap what we have going on in the AFC first, and then we're going to touch up on the NFC. So in the AFC East, we've got the Buffalo Bills sitting at 2-0, the New England Patriots sitting at 1-1, and we got the New York Butt Fumble and the Miami Dolphins both sitting at 0-2. Let's go ahead and do this in reverse order. Let's start off with the Dolphins first. I mean... Ryan Fitzpatrick, he played a good game week two, surprisingly against Buffalo. Now, 
I get it. They don't have all their defensive stars, and they're definitely going to be a lot better as the season goes on, the Buffalo Bills are, but Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't the guy anymore. I mean, he is always supposed to be, he's like a Josh McCown type. He's a career backup quarterback, and sooner rather than later, Tua Tungavaloga is going to take over that starting role. I predicted that that was going to take place against the uh, San Francisco 49ers in week four. And I'll tell you what, and I will get to San San Francisco here in a bit, but with some of the injuries that they had in week two against the Jets, you know, that, that, that pressure that Tua has, I mean, he's not going to have to face Nick Bosa. I mean, it's unfortunate that he's not going to be here uh, for the rest of the season, but at least Tua doesn't have to worry about that situation anymore. And I definitely believe Brian Flores is a good head coach. He, again, two tough games. Uh, Patriots, Bills, definitely the top of the AFC East division. So, you know, I give a lot of credit for Miami to holding on. You know, it wasn't complete blowouts, their losses. You know, the difference was, let's see, I believe in New England was only about 10 points. And then for the Bills, it was only three points, if I do the math correctly. So there's definitely going to be a... There's definitely something to be said about the Miami Dolphins playing these games close and when and we'll talk about the schedule here in a bit but I definitely believe that they will stay competitive. Uh the New York Jets <laughs> I mean they're a clown show. They really are a clown show. I didn't expect much of anything from their defense especially after Jamal Adams was traded over to the Seattle Seahawks but wow. Talk about going in the wrong direction and going in the wrong direction uh, fast. Adam Gase, you're no longer a respectable head coach. You had your you had your chance in you had your chance in Miami. I mean, one playoff appearance to show for, it, but not nothing too special. And you have not done anything with this New York Jets franchise. I believe in what is this your third season? And you st- and you haven't posted a winning record yet. I mean, are you just are you trying to stink for Trevor Lawrence? Because you know that's not a lot of faith in Sam Darnold, and I think Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. The problem is, is that he doesn't have anyone to throw to. You had Robbie Anderson. Now you you sent him over to Carolina, or you sent him packing, and then Carolina took him. I should say, S- Le'Veon Bell. You, what is he supposed to do against that offensive line? It's it is terrible, and and the list goes on in terms of what holes the Jets have in terms of personnel, coaching, all the way to the top of the ownership. Woody Johnson needs to go. He should have been gone one, two, three, four, five, etc. Years ago, he is not a good owner in the, in in the league, none whatsoever. And again, I keep harping on the fact that. Because Dan Snyder and his absolutely disgusting allegations against him with the sexual harassment of Washington, and we'll get to we'll get to that team here in a second. We'll get to that team in a moment, but let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about Woody Johnson and the fact that he was he there are sexual harassment allegations against him too it, when he was a UK ambassador of all things. Like, come on. He he needs to go. 
Now, now that we've got now we got those two teams out of the way, let's talk about the New England Patriots. Listen, they beat a Miami team for their first victory, and they lost a very close and competitive game against the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson, and we'll get to the Seattle Seahawks too here in a bit, but he's definitely making a case for the MVP run. No doubt about that, especially with his five touchdown, one interception performance against these Patriots. But Cam Newton is starting to at least, be, in my eyes, I can visualize him being the quarterback for this team. He had a very good performance, 397 yards, one touchdown, one interception, two rushing touchdowns. And again, it was a tough Seattle Seahawks team that has Russell Wilson as their quarterback. And so they're going to have a test, though. Uh, and we'll get again, we're going to get to the schedule here in a bit. But if, as long as the Patriots can stem the tide because they do have some tough games coming up, I predicted the Patriots to win this division, and I definitely expect them to. Now, Buffalo, who is sitting at 2-0, and they are on the top of the division, and I got to say that right off the bat right now, Buffalo is off to a good start. But who have they beaten? New York? I mean, you saw a San Francisco team without their quarterback, their their uh, Nick Posa getting hurt, Raheem Moster getting hurt. Their starting center or backup center getting hurt. You essentially had a lot of people go down for the 49ers, yet they still kicked the Jets' ass 31-13. to So, I mean, who have you beaten? And Miami shouldn't have even been in that game to begin with. You let them get back into the game, Buffalo. So, uh, listen, all credit in the world to Josh Allen. He definitely performed 400-plus yards in, that, in the game against the Dolphins and four touchdowns, but... If you expect me to say that Buffalo is going to be sitting on top of this division when the whole season is over, uh, you're sadly mistaken. I don't, definitely don't believe that's possible. Now, the next division that we'll go into is uh, the AFC North. And so, to recap those standings, you've got the, uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens at 2-0, the Pittsburgh Steelers at 2-0, the Browns at 1-1, and the Cincinnati Bengals at 0-2. The Bengals, or as I have always called them on this show, the Bungles, listen, they got Joe Burrow and they got everybody else. Sure, you still have Geno Atkins over there and he still, you know, can be a good player when he wants to, but they don't have a defense. They don't have any super, they don't have an offensive line. AJ Green is not what he used to be. Sure, Boyd is a fine wide receiver, and Mixon is definitely a good running back, but what else do you have? I mean, you definitely saw it in when they played against the Chargers in their first week that, you know, Burrow was did all he could, but at the end of the day, could not he can't pull off a victory by himself. And the Cleveland Browns, I mean, Joe Burrow again, you made him throw sixty one times. Now, I'm not going to complain because without Joe Burrow, I don't win my fantasy league or my fantasy league matchup, I should say, my money league. But you can't, you cannot win a game when you ask your quarterback to throw 60 plus times. That's difficult for any, any quarterback out there. Now, the Cleveland Browns, one and one, you got smacked around by Baltimore the first game. It was a complete blowout, a complete embarrassment. And you beat a Cincinnati and you 
beat a Cincinnati Bengals team barely. You were you were expected to blow out this team, and yet you somehow just barely hold on to the victory. I feel bad for Baker Mayfield because I definitely believe he's a good quarterback. He definitely has a good personality. However, you can't expect me to take this team seriously. I mean, Odell Beckham wants out. Kevin Stefanski, I, I, I don't trust him as a head coach. I mean, the, the Browns are sitting where I thought they were going to... Well, actually, no. I take that back. I believe in my division standings, I picked the Browns to go second this year. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. I think they might be sitting at third. But you know what? I'm going to own up to it. I said that they would be in sec I they would be second in division. So, and and there's definitely a lot more games to go, but the Browns are in trouble. There's no doubt about that. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, he still has a a decent arm, can still make some plays for you. I mean, he's definitely the leader on this team. Juju Smith-Schuster is, uh, is you know, what, definitely no joke. The defense is, is pretty good. I'll, I'll give you that. And the fact that they, you know, destroyed my Broncos. Or, not destroyed, but they beat my Broncos. And we'll get, we'll get to Denver here in a second. We really will. But, yeah. Uh, do I think that they can hold on? Do I think that they can... Keep the momentum going? No. I think at some point they're going to run into a tough stretch, especially when they play play Baltimore. And to me, I just don't have a lot of faith in this team. I really don't. I mean, listen, Big Ben is a good quarterback, but he is one hit away from being out this year again. You You clearly have seen in these past two games, yeah, he's been making throws. And he's been throwing touchdowns, but that arm strength is starting to wane. He's getting old. He's been in this league since 2004, since I was about nine years old. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're gonna we'll we'll, we'll see what ha- we're definitely going to see what happens moving forward. But I don't expect the Steelers to keep this momentum going. Baltimore, they're clearly the division favorites. No surprise there. Lamar Jackson, he's still you know playing very well. He's got a great defense. Justin Tucker is making every field goal left and right. And like I said, my thing about the Baltimore Ravens, it's not that they can not win these regular season games, but what happens when you get to the postseason? Are we going to see the same Baltimore team that just gets another early exit from the playoffs? That's something to be. That's something you need to consider. So, with all that being said, I uh, that you really need to. We really need to see what happens moving forward with Baltimore. If uh, you know, again, they're going to go to the playoffs, but we need to see what happens when they make it to the playoffs. What up, Ripper? Ripper made this. 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 Shit, I don't know. I don't know how I won't come on this bitch, so I'm just gonna punch in. You know. 
boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. I be cutting up in my section. I be going hard. No. In now to move to the AFC South, we've got the Tennessee Titans at two and zero, the Jacksonville Jaguars at one and one, the Indianapolis Colts at one and one, and the Texans at zero and two. Let's start with Houston. Bill O'Brien needs to go. Yes, I know it's two weeks in. Yes, I understand they played Kansas City and a very tough Baltimore Ravens team, but Deshaun Watson, he does not have any weapons. You gave away his best weapon in DeAndre Hopkins for a David Johnson and a bag of Frito chips. What made you think that Wolf Fuller was going to be the top guy? Or that Randall Cobb was going to be the guy? You know, they're, they're, they're solid number two, number three options. I'm not saying that they're scrub wide receivers, but there's no true number one there. You had that in DeAndre, and look what happens when you put him in Arizona. We'll talk about Arizona in a bit. We will. We will. But the Houston Texans... Man, I had this team winning the division, and I, I'm looking to be very dead wrong on this guy on this pick. Very dead wrong. Indianapolis Colts, one of one, third in the division. I said that they were going to be third in the division. So, look, Philip Rivers, he is who I thought he was going to be. He's going to have several good games here and there. He's not going to stink up the joint, but he's getting old. You know, the defense will will hang in there. T.Y. Hilton, though, doesn't look like himself. And you saw that in the game against Minnesota. He doesn't look like himself. And and, and listen, good thing you have that defense, Indianapolis, because really, that's all you're, you're, you're riding on right now. Jacksonville, one and one. Gardner Minshew, he can play. I, he's a good, he's a great quarterback. And not surprisingly, in my fantasy league uh, football drafts for uh, the Nerd Herd and Fantasy Football by Wolf Cola, I picked him up and had to drop Drew Locke. And we'll get to Denver here. We'll, we'll get to the AFC West. But, you know, I had to make a very, very, very painful move because I believe that Gardner Minshew has what it takes. And I'm... I'm of the full mindset that what Leonard Fournette said in terms of I finally have a real quarterback to play, it, that got to Gardner Minshew, and that made him turn it up a bit. And and we'll talk about their next opponent here because I you know we're, we're going to get to uh, Thursday's game, but Jacksonville is not uh, not a team to take lightly this year. Jacksonville can definitely make a run here, and. I had this team going last in the division. It's it's incredible. Uh, Tennessee Titans two and zero. They're they're playoff bound. Ryan Tannehill again all, is showing everybody that really Miami was just a t- it, 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 Miami is just an awful organization. At least you know when he was around there. I'm not saying that they are right now because I definitely believe in Tua and Brian Flores again to reiterate, but. When he was over there, Adam Gase, 
<laughs> and you're clearly seeing what Adam Gase can do for your team. Just ask the Jets that we talked about earlier in the show. I mean, this this team, Derrick Henry, that defense, Jadavian Clowney, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is one hell of a coach. He needs more respect on his name. Uh, they're going to go to the playoffs, and they're going to they're going to try and get back to an AFC championship title. You know, they're going to be one of those AFC contenders. But we're not going to talk about them as much because we're going to want to talk about New England. We're going to want to talk about Baltimore. We're going to want to talk about Kansas City. I wish we were talking about Denver, but uh, as we as we'll get into the AFC West, you know. That conversation is definitely a dead one at this point. Not for me. Not for me. But it's for the general public, that conversation is dead. So AFC West. <clears throat> Chiefs at 2-0. Raiders at 2-0. Chargers at 1-1. Denver 0-2. And let's start with Denver. So we have no Drew Locke anymore. Because Garrett Bowles couldn't cover a wet blanket if he wanted to. Just, you know, let let some guy sack Drew Locke, make him, made him fumble the ball, banged out his right shoulder. So that's it. He's done for about two to six weeks. Cortland Sutton, out for the year. Vaughn Miller, out for the year. Jerry Judy had a concussion, but it ended up coming back. We signed Blake Bortles, of all people. To back up Jeff Driscoll. Oh, man. It's tough. I, I get it. I get it, Bronco fans. Broncos country. It's tough. It's tough to have any hope. It, it really is a very tough situation out in Denver right now. With all that being said, this team is, is going to make a run. Here's why. We get temp... We... I'm... And we'll get into this later. But we got Tampa Bay next week. And we got some. We got a, another relatively easy game before we got to play the uh, Patriots. Again, this is uh, the, the Broncos are my team. So forgive me if I'm being Homer, uh, the Homer guy here. But I got I, I to gotta root for my Broncos here. I, they have a chance to get back into this thing. They really do. But I know that that is not on... Everybody's mine right now. I, I, I definitely understand that. The Lo- the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 1-1, one one, leave Justin Herbert in there. I, I get it. Tyrod Taylor won the first game for you guys. But he put up 60 points to the Cincinnati Bungles defense. Are you kidding me? You put Justin Herbert in there, he probably could have scored 30 points on them because of how awful their defense is. Justin Herbert played very well against the Super Bowl defending champions in Kansas City last week. Yeah, did he have one bonehead play where he should have ran for a first down instead of throwing it to like three Chiefs players and one Charger player and off his back foot? Was that a dumb rookie mistake? Absolutely. I I won't sugarcoat that for you. That that was definitely a dumb mistake. But he still pre- he still played pretty well. I mean, it took a Patrick Mahomes, you know, throwing a, a, a rabbit out of his magic hat to win that game. And for Harrison Bucker to, and, and listen, when we talk about Harrison Bucker as a field goal kicker, I want to reiterate, I'm not saying that he is a scrub. 
But I still believe Justin Tucker is the best field goal kicker that we have in the league. But man, for Bucker to hit a 50-plus yard field goal, have that call back because of a false start, hit another field goal, but then the Chargers call a timeout, but then he gets the third attempt in for the Chiefs to win that game. All the power to you. All the credit to you, Mr. Bucker. And I'm glad to have you on my fantasy team. (laughs) At least for one of my leagues. And that brings me to the Las Vegas Raiders. Ugh. I hate that. I hate that they're the Las Vegas Raiders. They they belong in Oakland. They really do. So they're 2-0. They beat a Carolina Panthers team that I don't think anybody has high hopes for. We'll get to the NFC South here later. They did beat New Orleans, which surprised a lot of people. Uh, no one expected the Raiders to beat the Saints. They did. And I got to give Derek Carr credit. He played very well. Josh Jacobs is looking like a bona fide running back superstar for the Raiders. And they're playing very good football. It, it, it pains me. It pains me to say this because, listen, as much as I don't like the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They have the best goddamn quarterback on the planet named Patrick Mahomes. And they're still Denver's little brother. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl last year, but they only have two. Denver has three. So we're still a little bit better than the Chiefs in terms of, you know, franchise prestige. I got to hold my hand on to something here. But the Raiders... We're on equal footing with this team. We both had three Super Bowls. And they are definitely our rival. They are our biggest rival. Uh, Denver, Oakland, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Raiders, whatever you want to call them. That is the biggest rivalry in the AFC West. It's always been that way. It's always tradition. It has always been tradition that way. Sure, Chiefs, Raiders, that's a good rivalry. I'll give you that. The Chargers, they're everybody's little brother. In fact, you know, let's think let's look at the AFC West like a big family. So you've got the three stud out the three stud stud siblings in in Kansas City, in Oakland, and Denver. And then you got that little stepchild that no ev- everyone wants to forget about it. The, the Los Angeles Chargers, San Diego, whatever you want to call them. You know, it's unfortunate, but it's the way that things are. I mean what? Last, the only Super Bowl appearance happened a year before I was born, 1994, when, uh, who's the quarterback? Steve Young? Steve Young destroyed those Chargers? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, the Chargers are, you know, the Chargers are just that forgotten team out in the AFC West. Uh, the Chiefs, just to, uh, but to, to, to finish up on the Raiders first before we talk about the Chiefs, yeah, they're scary right now. And, and we'll get to their next opponent here, but the Raiders could prove in these next five weeks who they are. And if they and if they prove very successful in that test, then as a Broncos fan, I am worried. I, w- I, I would be very worried about that. The Kansas City Chiefs, 2-0. You just destroyed a Houston Texans team in your home ballpark, which... I, 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 I'm still very irritated on the fact that you had people boo because we want to stand up for Black Lives Matter. What a disgrace. What an absolute awful disgrace. 
But I can't blame them. You know, people are going to be what they're going to be. People are going to show what's in their, you know, their true colors, their true hearts. And you can't be angry at this stuff anymore. You just got to look at them with pity and just be like, ugh. All right. I mean, that's 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 my that's my attitude in life. It's like, you know, people do whatever. And not to get off tangent here because that's not important. But the Chiefs, they did that. And they beat the uh, beat the Texans. And then they uh, they beat the they beat the Chargers barely. You know, it took a, again a Patrick Mahomes magician effort for them to actually get back into the game. Uh, the Chiefs are they're where they're supposed to be a dangerous, dangerous team. But we're going to see what happens moving forward uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. It, for the for for in for the entire AFC, I should say, because I definitely believe that some positions are going to change. That some teams are not going to be where they currently are in the standings. All right, so let's go ahead and shift gears over into the National Football Conference. We'll start with the NFC East. Weezy out of here. Weezy out of here. Weezy out of here. Beast. of people like to call this division the nfc least and for good reason we got the washington football team at one and one the dallas cowboys at one and one the giants at zero and two and the philadelphia eagles at zero and two and let's start with the eagles so let me get this straight you lose to a washington football team that doesn't even know you know what they're doing from top to bottom it's all in disarray. It's a dysfunctional organization, and yet you lose to them. And then you get your the tar beaten out of you in your home ballpark by the Los Angeles Rams. I think what's most upsetting here is that Carson Wentz is in my money league, and I picked him to be my starting quarterback. Do I believe that they can bounce back? Absolutely, because this is the NFC least for a reason. But the Philadelphia Eagles are not winning this division. They're not. They will get to the playoffs, I think by the skin of their teeth, but, man, there there are some question marks. I mean, listen, you got an empty stadium out in Lincoln Financial Field, right? And somehow, some way, you still have faith. You still have the crowd noise boo at Carson Wentz. And and if that doesn't tell you how this season is going so far for the Philadelphia Eagles, then nothing will, to be quite honest. New York Giants. It, you got to put a wrap on this season. I think right now you should go for, and not Trevor Lawrence, because I do believe in Daniel Jones, but Saquon Barkley out for the year? And you couldn't even beat... And, and I, listen... We'll get to Chicago here in a second. But you couldn't beat them. You couldn't beat the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it's a wrap for these Giants. Now the question is, are they going to be third or fourth in this division? 
They might be fourth. They might be. I did say that they were going to go third in this division, but they have not shown me uh, anything good. It's going to be a tough season for the for these Giants. Dallas Cowboys one and one. Talk about getting luck. Talk. You know what? More power to the Cowboys. They did beat the Atlanta Falcons. They did come back, so all the credit to the world, but let's be really honest here. Let's keep it 100. The the Cowboys didn't win that game. The Falcons lost it. The Falcons choked. It's in their nature to choke. Man, Cowboys are lucky that they're not owned, too. They, They really are. And I will say this, Dak Prescott, 400 passing yards, three rushing touchdowns. First player to do that in NFL history. He's a very good quarterback. He definitely is. I think he's a solid leader. And for him to play like he's playing right now, understanding that, you know, he is going through some serious mental battles right now. And that's no joke. I mean, losing your brother like that is tough. Losing your brother like that is very tough. And, you know, I still have my gripes with this one so-called expert, this one so-called Dallas Cowboys fan. And I won't mention his name on here because, you know what, the airwaves deserve better than for me to pollute the airwaves with his name, to be absolutely honest with, with you folks. But to sit there and and criticize Dak Prescott for feeling that way, you're you're an absolute joke to the sports committee. You're an absolute joke. No one takes you seriously. You're a fraud. You're an idiot. I'm sorry, let me let me choose my words carefully. You're not an idiot. You're just someone that lacks intelligence. Is that harsh? Maybe. But don't 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 criticize Prescott for wanting to express his emotions. Uh, it, it's it, it it's very sad, a- absolutely sad. But Dallas Cowboys should win this division, and they and they should win this division very easily. Washington, I'll admit, Dwayne Haskins. I know I don't think he's a bad quarterback. They definitely got a win against the Eagles, but you really saw. Who Washington is after that loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Eh, I don't expect them to stay in the top of the division for long. They're either going to be third or fourth. So that's what I have to say about the NFC least. Uh, NFC, let's do the South. So you got the Saints at 1-1. The Buccaneers at 1-1. The Falcons at 0-2, and the Panthers at 0-2. And this is kind of where I had the division lined up anyway. Uh, Panthers, no Christian McCaffrey for a couple weeks, maybe more. Teddy Bridgewater just struggling. Robbie Anderson doing all that he can to make this team competitive. I don't think anyone had any high hopes for this Carolina Panthers team, but... They're certainly not going anywhere past fourth. Heck, they could go on 16. They really could. Do I think they're going to go on 16? I hope not. 
because that's just painful. Ask the Detroit Lions of 2008. Ask the Cleveland Browns of 2017 or 18. I don't have the exact year, but it was one of those years. But I don't want Carolina to do that, but they definitely have the potential because they do not have anyone literally on this team worth a damn. So, the Atlanta Falcons are also 0-2. Yeah, like I said, they the, the biggest choke job artists in the business right now. You know, here's the thing. I don't call for the firing of any head coach, but Dan Quinn has got to go after this year. How do you blow that lead? And not only that, but you had an opportunity to seal the game. It was right in front of you. And don't give me that excuse that, oh, they didn't know the rules. Everybody knows the rules. You could pick up the ball. And even if you didn't remember that the fact that it has to go, you know, that you could touch it after 10 yards. If you pick up the ball, that that should be a penalty on the kicking team if you're, if you're thinking about this correctly. So for the Falcon player, whether it was 81 or 87, to not think like think clearly in that situation, let Dallas get it, and then get the field goal for Dallas to win the game and then for the Falcons to lose the game. I, I, I already said at the top of the hour, or earlier I should say, that Dallas did not win this game. But it was more so Atlanta losing this game. Congratulations, Atlanta. The biggest choke artist in the history of the NFL League. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 101. That Rob Gronkowski experiment is not going well. Only two receptions for the entire season. That was, and those two receptions were back in week one against the Saints. What are they doing? What are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers doing? Now, to give them credit, they did beat Carolina. But at this rate, I think anybody can beat Carolina. But what are you doing? Like, the, th- the thing about Tampa Bay is I really don't know where this team is going. Leonard Fournette is no scrub. The wide receivers are no scrubs. I don't know about Tom Brady, though. I, 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 I And let me choose my words carefully. I'm not saying he's a scrub. He's definitely a Hall of Fame quarterback when it's all said and done. First round ballot, first year, he's all automatically in the Hall, NFL Hall of Fame. Six Super Bowls. I mean, that's... All right, we're gonna, I, I, I will say that up front. But this is not looking like a good year for Tom Brady. And Bruce Arians is on the clock. He's definitely on the clock. New Orleans Saints at 101. Ooh, what an ugly, and I mean ugly, Monday night football game. That they gotta re they gotta rebound here because if they don't, then ooh, the con- the conversations we're gonna have specifically about Drew Brees, it's gonna be very tough. It's going to be very, very, very tough. On to the NFC North. We've got the 
Green Bay Packers at 2-0, the Bears at 2-0, the Vikings at 0-2, and the Lions at 0-2. Detroit Lions. You know, we had such high hopes for you. You had Matt Stafford back. And remember, last year when he was playing, you know, the Detroit Lions were actually doing something. But when we look at everything that's surrounding this team, they they have no defense. I'm pretty sure Chicago stole the wins out of this season when they had that 20-point comeback in the fourth quarter. I mean, you got beat. I mean, absolutely, excuse me, absolutely destroyed by Green Bay. I mean, that that's the stuff of the 08 Detroit Lions that I saw. Matt Patricia, he's a defensive coordinator. He's no head coach. And I mean, look, we're going to see what Miami does, but it, this goes back to the, you know, the premise that the Bill Belichick coaching tree is not a thing. It's not a thing. And you're seeing that right now clearly with these Detroit Lions. And I have absolutely no hope for them. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Wasn't that an embarrassing game? You still believe in Kirk Cousins? I don't... I, three picks? 11 completions? Barely above 100 yards? Passing? Against a Colts team? I mean, what do you want me to say? I had them being second in this division. I, that I'm, that prediction is looking like I'm going to be wrong. Uh, it, it literally is going to be a battle for third place. And, heck, I don't even know if, if the Minnesota Vikings will stay in third. They might go to the, the, the cellar. And I, I feel bad for Mike Zimmer. I really do. I think he's a good head coach. But... If they continue to slide like this, he's going to be gone after this year. They got to turn it around. Chicago Bears 2-0. This one was more of a surprise, a shocker for me. They, I expected them to at least be 1-1 one one at, this, at this point. I mean, Detroit gave up that game. They really did first week. And they held out 17 points. 17-13 against the New York Giants, who lost to Saquon Barkley. Uh, do you want me to say anything good about Mitch Trubisky yet? I do not have anything good to say yet. I want to see him actually play some real competition. Not these bottom feeders. So let's let's pump the brakes on, on, on Mitch Trubisky because it's not it's it is not there yet. Green Bay Packers. 2 and 0. Aaron Rodgers is a pretty damn good quarterback if you uh if you're still living in La La Land. He showed it to you. Aaron Jones also is a pretty damn good running back too. And I get it. It was the Detroit Lions. So taking that into consideration, I mean not not much to say there, but they beat a Minnesota Vikings team which also doesn't bear a lot of credence after that disastrous performance by them against the Colts. So we'll see. We'll uh, 
we'll keep we'll keep our eyes on the Packers, but I think Aaron Rodgers is on a mission to state that he is not going anywhere and that the Packers, as I've said multiple times, made a mistake by drafting Jordan Love right now. He is definitely on that mission to prove to his fr- his organization, to his management, to his front office, you should have drafted a wide receiver, not this quarterback from Utah. Let's go ahead and talk about the last division here, the NFC West. You've got the Cardinals at 2-0, the Rams at 2-0, the Seahawks at 2-0, and the 49ers at 1-1. 49ers are in trouble. The, week 2. You had so many injuries. So many. And yes, there are talks about how the Meadowlands turf is absolutely atrocious. Similar to how we were saying that about Levi's Stadium once upon a time ago, by the way. Maybe this is karma coming back, but I'll, I'll save that story for another day. They play against the, uh, Gi- uh, the Giants this next week, which we'll get into the, uh, the games here in a minute. But I don't know. I, I don't know about this team. You already lost Dick Bowser for the year. Who knows how many other people are going to be down for multiple weeks. Uh, the 49ers are in trouble. And I had them second in the division, if I remember correctly. No, oh, that prediction is uh, looking to be bad. I'm looking to be wrong on that one. Uh, Seattle at 2-0. and And again, I'm more so going in the... Uh, order of the standings here because I see how it's going to win this division. Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP of this league. He is on a tear. Atlanta, notwithstanding, but they did beat a very good New England team on Sunday Night Football. Under the biggest and brightest lights, Russell Wilson showed you why he is one of the premier quarterbacks of this generation. Absolutely wonderful stuff, and I definitely see them moving onwards and forwards to the top. Los Angeles Rams. I was I'm surprised by them. I you know they beat a very close they won a very close game against Dallas. They beat the stuffing out of the Eagles. I get where people are are, are trying to sell Jared Goff as like oh he's back and all that, but I'm gonna be honest. I think these were just two winnable games. I don't I don't really see them getting to the playoffs again this year. Uh, 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 listen, if you want to keep throwing to Tyler Higby, who is on my fantasy team, by the way, then by all means, keep throwing it to him. I appreciate it. <laughs> but I don't really see them going anywhere. Maybe third place? I don't see him going in fourth place. That might be the 49ers to be right now. But I will leave my division standings as is, where I had the Rams going last and the 49ers getting second. So we'll leave it there. Arizona Cardinals at 2-0. Dang. That kid is good. That Kyler Murray kid is really good. Really, really, really good. And remember... They got DeAndre Hopkins. So it shows you, as I alluded to before, what happens when you take a DeAndre Hopkins out of Houston, who is 0-2, and put him on an Arizona Cardinals team. That is 2-0. 
And yes, Washington is a terrible football team. So take that second game for however you want to take that game. But they beat a 49ers team with all their players intact at their place. That counts for something. That definitely counts for something for me. So that is the standings that we have currently. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of these games, and I'll give you some of my predictions. Dolphins, Jaguars on Thursday Night Football. Hey, Travis Scott. Hey, 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 Travis. You know the fuck up, nigga. No, I'm talking about, nigga, nigga, one time for show, two time for certain, nigga. We're going to keep drinking this motherfucking lean, nigga, and run these motherfucking rock star jeans, nigga. They want these niggas can't stand. I know what they can't stand. I know why they mad, nigga. You know what I'm talking about? But we don't give a fuck. Yeah, you gonna keep the big ass make a little more dick. If any fuck nigga get out of line, and any fuck nigga wanna do something, nigga, we can do it. Nigga. You know what I'm talking about? With the beans and my rock star skinny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna need some more, need some more. Jacksonville's gonna win this game. I expect Gardner Minshew to have a big day against the, the softest Miami passing defense that the world has ever seen. It's yeah, I I think the I think the Jaguars are gonna are gonna make lunch meat out of the Dolphins. I expect Minshew to have a good day, and I will be potentially starting him on my fantasy team, but uh, that is something that I will leave to my own devices later. 49ers and Giants. 49ers will win because they're playing the New York Giants, who I don't have high hopes for, but it's going to get tough for them at some point for this 49ers team, and that's when we'll really start to see some of these cracks. Washington, Cleveland Browns. Again, you're talking about Baker Mayfield having to play another dysfunctional organization in Washington. They they should win this game. They should win it rather comfortably. However, this is Cleveland, and Cleveland's going to Cleveland, so we'll see. (laughs) Not to make a joke here, but Cleveland should should definitely win this game. Uh, Bungles and Eagles. 0-2 0-2 versus 0-2. This is where Carson Wentz needs to f- fly, needs to perform well. Because if you lose to a Bengals team, you go 0-3. Wow. Are you getting your right, that whole that whole team will have a will have a dumpster fire in front of them. And this is tough. I don't know who to go f- I don't know who to go for specifically. Because, you know, Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, they're both my guys in my fa- in my money league. So who do I take? I mean, I, I think I'm going to barely go with Carson Wentz, but man, I did not think this was going to be a tough game to call, you know, before the start, than I thought before at the start of the season. But the Eagles will win this game. Raiders and Patriots. This looks to be a solid matchup. Definitely, I would say, a good game, by all accounts. In terms of who wins this game, it will be the Patriots. They'll be in Foxborough. It brings on the memories of the... (laughs) That... um, The 2001 AFC Championship game. 2000, you know the tuck rule game? Patriots will win this one. I expect them to. 
I'm not saying that the Raiders are a fraudulent 2-0 or anything like that. I'm not going to put any disrespect on Derek Carr's name right now, but Patriots are definitely going to win this one. Uh, Chicago and Atlanta. This is a tough one to call because I get where Matt Ryan is a bona fide quarterback with a Julio Jones and a Calvin Ridley. He's got all the weapons in the world, but do you trust Atlanta's defense to hold any lead after what you saw them do against the Cowboys last week? I mean, to me, it's like Mitch Trubisky can go out there and throw for 400, 450 yards if he wanted to. This is not a defense to be worried about. So who do I go for is a bigger question. You know, I'm going to go with the underdogs here and take Atlanta. I think Atlanta will win this game, should win this game. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to get exposed now that he has to deal with a real quarterback, to quote uh, Leonard Fournette. He has to deal with a real quarterback now in Matt Ryan. The Rams and Bills. This is, you know, at the start, you know, when I look at these two teams, like I said, the Rams, I think, are fraudulent 2-0 in my opinion. I think the Bills will win this game. I don't think Josh Allen is going to put up 400 yards like he did last week, but I expect the defense to uh, handle things against uh, against Jared Goff, especially when you play up in Orchard Park in, in New York, Western upstate New York. Texans and Steelers. I'm going to give this to the Steelers here. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. I think the Texans will get on the board here. We'll get their first one of the year. Again, Deshaun Watson against a Drew Locke that then turned into a Jeff Driscoll. And against a Daniel Jones that... Didn't look great his first week. I think Deshaun Watson is a quarterback that can actually beat the Steelers. Compared to the other two games that the Steelers have to go through, they actually have to face a quarterback of high caliber. So expect, uh, watch out for the Texans to win this one. Titans and Vikings. Titans will win this one. I think Kirk Cousins is going to get absolutely mauled by that Titans defense. And then if the bike, and when the Vikings go 0-3... Ooh. Like I said, expect those calls. Expect for people to want Mike Zimmer to be gone. And Kirk Cousins is on a three-year, his third year? On his fourth-year deal? So you get, so Kirk Cousins is probably not going to be re-signed by this team. At least I don't think so. Panthers and Chargers. I really do want Justin Herbert to start in this game. If Justin Herbert does, then the Chargers win. If you put Tyrod Taylor back in there, then the Panthers are going to win this game. Tyrod Taylor is not a good quarterback in my opinion, and it's and it's absolutely upsetting for me to say this because he doesn't didn't really have a fair chance, but I mean, he's a journeyman from Baltimore to Buffalo to Cleveland and now to Los Angeles. Don't expect much of anything from uh from Tyrod Taylor if he goes in there. Just leave Justin Herbert in there. Jets and Colts. The Colts are going to win just on based on default. Especially if they're playing in their home ballpark. And the Jets are, are a mess of a franchise as they are. Yeah. The Colts are... Phillip Rivers is going to be... 
his 2007-2008 self against these Jets because they have no defense. And listen, if the Colts can get three interceptions out of Kirk Cousins, Sam Darnold, what is he going to do? Really, what is he going to do? Cowboys and Seahawks, Seahawks will win this one. Seahawks should win win this one because Russell Wilson is a better quarterback right now compared to Dak Prescott. And I get it, Dak Prescott had a... I, again, I say this on the fact that both quarterbacks had very good games. But Seattle's a different animal compared to Atlanta. You saw that when, Se- when Seattle played Atlanta. They're just on a completely different level. I don't expect the Cowboys to do much of anything against this team, especially if they're playing in Seattle. Lions and Cardinals. Cardinals will win this one. Should win this one rather easily. Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray is gonna throw up, gonna throw another two, three, four touchdowns, probably. DeAndre Hopkins is gonna have a big day. The Lions are gonna. It's gonna be a long day for the Lions uh, against the Cardinals this week. Uh, Buccaneers and Broncos. I get it. Everyone's gonna pick Tampa Bay. Tom Brady against a depleted Denver defense, and that defense against a depleted Denver offense. I get it. Most of you are going to pick uh, Tampa Bay to win this one. However, I expect the Broncos to win this one because Tom Brady, again, I will reiterate, has a losing record against Denver. Losing record against Denver. And the Broncos, after this win, will be able to uh, get their, their season back on track. Packers and Saints, that's their Sunday night football game. Oh, man. Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, two very legendary first-round ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'm going to give this one to... Wow. I'm going to give this one to the Saints. I think they'll rebound after that horrific loss against Oakland, and they will take this one in their home ballpark against Green Bay. Chiefs, Ravens, the the... All the experts are saying this is going to be our AFC Championship matchup. We'll see about that. In my opinion, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Ravens because they play well in the regular season. Again, I put in quotation marks in the regular season. So we'll. I expect them to beat the Chiefs, especially if they're playing in Baltimore. So that is the. Those are the games to look forward to for Week Three. Let's go ahead and transition into the Denver Nuggets versus Los Angeles Lakers, Game 3. And as a Nuggets fan, there are two things to take away from this game. A, we're back in this series, thankfully. Two, we almost let that game get away, which is not good. But a win is a win. And for the Nuggets... Nikola Jokic, I I told you we had to play well. 10 rebounds, 22 points, double-double, not bad. Jamal Murray, 8 rebounds, 12 assists, 28 points, not bad at all. Very good. Jeremy Grant, 26 points. Listen, I you, you have you have a game here and there 
if you're a basketball fan, where you're like, ooh, did was that guy needed? And I got to say, Jeremy Grant, you came to play last night, and I appreciate the hell out of you for doing so. Because without you, we're looking at a 3-0 deficit. We really are. Monte Morris, 14 points, not bad in under 20 minutes. Uh, Yeah. Very, very, very good stuff from the Nuggets. Uh, the Lakers, you know, they had their usual superstars, Anthony Davis and LeBron James put up points, but they uh, luck- luckily faltered in this game. And that will put things into perspective tomorrow when the Lakers play the Nuggets at uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, my time and 9 o'clock p.m. for all the New Yorkers out there. So we are going to... We're going to see. We're going to see how the momentum shifts. Again, I said that the Nuggets will beat the Lakers in six games. So my prediction is tomorrow the Nuggets will pick up another win. The Celtics versus Heat game later tonight where Miami has a 2-1 lead. I thought about this going back and forth. Again, you have two very, very good ga- uh, very good teams. I'm going to give this game to the Miami Heat. They're going to pick up this game. Boston will pick up another game. And then Miami will close this thing out in six games. Jimmy Butler is on another completely different level than all these players right now. I've said it from the onset. Watch what happens when you give Jimmy Butler a team to lead and he's showing you what he can do. And Brad Stevens is a good coach. But Jimmy Butler is the Miami Heat. And he's proving that when the going gets tough, not to put a uh, not to put a pun out there, but Butler can heat things up for the Miami Heat. Again, sorry for the terrible pun. So now that we covered the playoff games, we're gonna wrap up things here on the show by talking about you know something I've been promising to talk about for so often, but never get to the MLB standings and some playoff predictions here. Now, let's take a look at the standings currently. We're going to start off with the American League East. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays at 36-20, and 20, Yankees at 32-23, and 23, Blue Jays at 28-27, Orioles at 23-32, and the Red Sox at 21-34. Rays and Yankees have clinched the playoffs. So, in this scenario, Yankees are playing red hot now. Finally, after everyone almost wrote off the Yankees, I would say to you that uh, I'm sorry, but Tampa Bay, they're a good team, but they just don't show me a whole lot that I need to see. I I think they're going to get, they're either going to get a first round or divisional exit. I don't see them getting very far. The Yankees, I think they'll get, to the, the, I think they'll get to the divisional round this year. I just don't see them going to the championship game this year. I really don't. I don't. Nope, only divisional round, and they get that exit. <clears throat> and then for the AL Central, I've got the uh, White Sox at thirty-four and twenty-one, Twins at thirty-four and twenty-two, Cleveland at thirty-one and twenty-four, Tigers at twenty-two and thirty-one, and Royals at twenty-two and thirty-three. Chicago will. I think Chicago is going to get to the championship 
series. That's my prediction. Minnesota, I think, is going to have a divisional round exit, and Cleveland is going to exit somewhere in the wild card. In fact, I'll even say this about Chicago. I think they're going to represent the AL in the World Series. I really like their pitching. Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, they're no joke. And talk about that hitting for the White Sox. I mean, anywhere you turn to, there is a powerhouse threat waiting for you. That should put nightmares in any pitcher. Any pitcher having to face against these White Sox in the postseason. And then the AL West, you've got the Athletics at 33 and 21, the Houston Cheating Astros at 28 and 27, the Angels at 25 31, Mariners at 24 and 31, and Rangers at a abysmal 19 and 36. The uh, Athletics are going to get to the championship round. And I mean, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. So you got two more teams that need to get in there. I mean, I think those two spots are going to be secured by the Astros and the Blue Jays. Uh, Blue Jays will get an exit in the wild card. Astros will get an exit in the wild card as well. I don't see them making it very far. And good. Because again, they're just a bunch of cheaters. A bunch of dirty, stinking cheaters. So that's it for the American League. In the National League, we'll start with the East. The Braves are at 33 and 22. The Marlins at 20 and 27. The Phillies 27 and 29. The Mets, oi, the Mets at 25 and 30. And the Nationals at 23 and 32. Braves will make it to. They're definitely going to make the divisional round. I think, in terms of can they get to the next step? Mm, I don't know. Something tells me that they're going to get a divisional round exit, and it's going to be an upset. And we'll get to that later as as we get towards the uh, other uh, divisional standings, but I don't see the Braves getting to that point. So then the NL Central, you got the Chicago Cubs at 32 and 23, the Cardinals at 27 and 25, the Brewers at 27 and 27, the Reds at 20 and 28, and the Pirates at 16 and 39. Talk about a divisional mess. A divisional mess indeed. Uh, Chicago will make it. Probably will get to the divisional round, but that's about it. Cardinals. <laughs> you really never know with this Cardinals team because they always somehow just completely shock the ever-living shit out of you. So I could see them getting to maybe a divisional round appearance. Well, actually, no. I'm going to take that back. I think they're going to get to the wild card, and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. And we'll get and we'll get to who I think is going to be going in there in terms of just the mess that's it, that's in this division, right? Because listen, the NL Central and the NL East are complete garbage. Above you know above the division leaders. The NL West, we've got the. Dodgers at 39-16, the Padres at 34-21, the Giants at 27-27, my Colorado Rockies at 24-30, and the Arizona Diamondbacks at 21-34. The Dodgers are going to get to the championship, and I th- and I believe, I believe they are going to be playing the Padres in the championship round. The San Diego Padres team, and listen... I hate saying it because they're they're our rivals, but they're a very fun team to watch. 
They've got the hitting. They've got the pitching. They've definitely improved after those trades that they needed to make, especially bringing in Mitch Moreland. I think he has been a solid contributor for this team. They are fun to watch. Everyone is calling them the darlings of the baseball world, of course, with the Chicago White Sox. So I'll give them the championship appearance. And to be quite honest with you, I think they're going to be our World Series uh, appear, our, our the NL's World Series, or uh, the NL. What I meant to say is the Padres are going to represent the NL in the World Series. I think the Dodgers are going to do Dodger things and choke in the championship series like they always seem to do. They always seem to choke up in big moments. And so I've got the Padres moving on. Now, in terms of who I think is going to be in the mix, so we got Dodgers, Padres. I think that's it for the NL West. Cubs, Cardinals. I'll even throw the Brewers in there just to make things fun. And I think the Braves and Marlins and Phillies will be representing the National League in the playoffs. And so that will wrap up my uh, MLB standings uh, segment. And so I do want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Again, this was a a solo job, if you will, by uh, yours truly, Jordan Rosario, DJ Storytime. So I thank everybody for coming out. Thank everybody for uh, listening into the show when I get the episode out to you guys. And, uh, and this has been Jordan Rosario with Keeping It 100. And I'm signing off.